Hi, this is Steve Kern, and you're listening to Live in Color with Jimmy Street and some jabroni named Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. And I guess technically today it's the Live and in Color with Jimmy across the street. So right now, Wolfie is currently enjoying a much-deserved vacation with his family in the Smoky Mountains. And that really didn't leave us any time to record a podcast because he was in the Smokies... Then it led into his time going to Indianapolis to the Squared Circle Expo, having a great time. Got to see some old friends. I'm sure you've seen some of the pictures on Facebook. If not, definitely check out his Facebook page. He told me it was a great time. Definitely, you know, excited to hear more stories about that on the next episode. So the vacation and the time at the Squared Circle, unfortunately, did not leave us any time to record a new episode. So what we've decided to do is go back in the archives, and what we're going to do is listen to some of the absolute funniest stories told by some of our guests that are focused on the practical joke that wrestlers call ribs. You've always heard them as ribs, and who pulled ribs, or who was a great ribber, or whatever. Well, these are some of our very funniest ones that I've pulled and honestly there's a few that you probably haven't heard before because I've actually had some as outtakes that didn't make the show for whatever reason due to time constraints or just didn't fit in with the episode for that one. So the cool thing is you are going to hear some old stuff but the even cooler thing is is you're going to hear some brand new stuff that you've never heard before and all of it is going to be a hilarious time listening to all of our favorite wrestlers talk about ribs. I hope everybody's doing well. Thank y'all for joining us. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. Now, this first one is actually a story told by Wolfie D to my very favorite wrestler of all time, Ricky Morton. Ricky was our guest on episode five, and he tells a story about the Rock and Roll Express taking advantage of a kind of hungover PG-13. It's absolutely hilarious. Check it out. Do you remember this one? Uh, 
me and Jamie, this was Louisville again, and uh, me and him before the show had went to Kentucky Kingdom at the water park and got drunk. <laughs> and then we showed up. We're working you guys. Y'all in yeah. the hills, we're the baby faces. And Jimmy, they kept calling spots for us, you know, baby face spots that would end and say, arm drag. I'd go to arm drag when they'd pull their arm away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or they'd, they'd call fucking something that ends with a drop kick. I'd go to drop kick them. they move out the way. So they're yeah. fucking, hey, the baby face I remember. looking like fucking idiots out there because Ricky yeah. and Robert are just fucking with us when we're drunk. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. But we had a good time. <laughs> that was hilarious oh man this next one is just about the most disgusting one i think i've ever heard in my life and i can't lie i thought it was absolutely hilarious we had henry godwin on episode 21 and henry had some great stories i definitely recommend going back and listening to the full episode but this one was specifically about their slop bucket and the time that it ended up all over sunny he tells it better than i do Check it out. So what was the WWF slop made of? Oh, I thought you were going to say, what was in the slop that Sonny got slopped with that <laughs> That That one, too. Sure. <laughs> well, we'll, just, we'll just start with that, then. That'll clear everything up. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, you know, at, at the big shows and the pay-per-views of TV, Wolfie, that we always had all that good food. Yeah. So I'd always get, like, the lettuce... I'd throw some ranch in there and some bread, maybe a little spaghetti sauce and some spaghetti, a little milk, you know, to get the sloppy. But that night, you know, Vince, we had the little meeting. He said, yes, I, uh, Bruce Pritchard said, yes, we want you to slop Sonny tonight. I said, oh, hell yeah, that'd be cool. So I went and made the slop. It was about half full. So I went in the locker room and I said, now listen, Sonny's getting slop tonight. Nobody fuck with the slop. <laughs> so I let I left. I sat down and I left. I told him not to mess with it. So when I come back, it was about an inch from the top. Oh, and the razor and the kid contributed quite a bit. Uh, oh. Doctor Tom Pitchford, he was dipping that night, so he he contributed. <laughs> it was a locker room stew in that bucket. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, me and Tex had we had death threats and everything. People were gonna kill us and beat us up because we slopped money. <laughs> I'd say so. Oh man, I don't know about y'all, but that was absolutely disgusting. The amount of DNA that ended up on Sunny, but hey, she's probably used to some of that. Anyway, this next one is with the legendary Memphis referee Jerry Calhoun. And sometimes people pull ribs on other folks. And sometimes they're pulled on them. I think you'll hear more from Jerry here that sometimes ribs aren't as fun when they're pulled on you. Anyway, I'll let him tell the story. Here's Jerry Calhoun. I always like to ask referees and and, and anybody in the business, especially during that time, tell us about some ribs that you've seen. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you something. The ribs I've seen were mainly on me. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know if I want to mention all of them, but I... Oh, I understand. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 well, the more for you can, you know, it's once you first time get in the business, somebody's going to rib you, you know. Okay. Uh, uh, and, and Jackie Will Fargo was a master at this, and um, I don't know if I should say one of them, but I, I guess I'll go ahead and do it. But uh, one of the ones <laughs> where, you know, you get in the dressing room and you do the old... Uh, 
fingertips, you know, they think you, you can uh, close your eyes and walk sideways and they put a spot on the on the wall and your finger is supposed to get right in the middle of that spot. But you can't look. You got to close your eyes and you're walking sideways. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't see where that's going. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if I want to go any further with it, but uh, Jackie Fargo said, hey, you can't do that. And I said, oh, I know I can't. And so I do that and I'm going to that ring on the, on the wall. And unfortunately enough, I opened my eyes before it went to where I thought it was going to be. You know, that was uh, Jackie bending the over my fingers going up his butt. You know? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the, uh, another one was uh, when I was really, when I was talking about football earlier, I, I tore uh, my ACL. And so, but I still was able to referee. I put a place uh, on it. So we was in Clarksdale, Mississippi one night, and uh, Lawler and uh, Phil Hickerson and uh, others. But and, and what we did, we wrestled at the high school, and we wrestled uh, the, the wrestlers were all behind the curtain. So one side was the, back of the heels, the other side was the base face. And so, and I, that's right after I hurt my knee. So I was wearing a knee brace, and it's on a stage with the dressing, you know, with the curtain. And so. I went back there, and I had to adjust my knee brace. So I pulled my pants down, and I got my knee brace. I'm adjusting it. Next thing you know, I didn't know this until later. The Lawler saw Hickerson on the other side of the uh, curtain and said, open it. I said, okay. So they opened it up. Well, here I am in the middle of the stage, my butt facing the audience, and my pants down by my knees when, <laughs> I, when I'm adjusting my uh, knee brace. Mm. And they say, look at that. Next thing I see, I hear a big loud roar. And I'm like, what is that? I look back today. Oh my gosh, they're all looking at me. <laughs> my pants <laughs> down by my knees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, and, you know, and you know, when you have, uh, as you know, and again, Wolfie, when you're going up and down town, uh, up and down the road, you, you get bored. And, and one, oh, yeah. one of the best ribs was Lawler when he had a blue light. You know, he had a blue oh, light. Oh, I heard about that. Put on, yeah. <laughs> So we go out when we go out of town. When we come back, coming back, it's always coming back from the town, you know, because we got through wrestling. So you can catch up with some wrestlers, you know, they're still on the road. So he would know their car, so he would put that uh, blue light, <laughs> blue light on. And no, uh, we would we would pull over some of the wrestlers, and uh, the one we tried to key on was the one by themselves because that way you know you couldn't right. have somebody say oh it's Lawler so that's mainly the ones that were by themselves and so we'd get them out of the car and he'd just turn around and just start just saying uh, you know thinking they're going to jail you've been drinking you know we're going to take you to jail and all the <laughs> antics that happened after that when, when we get them out of the car oh, it was mm. I've, he told that story to me uh, I can't remember who he did it to but it was like his favorite one or whatever I well remember. I'll tell you what <laughs> He did one on Paul Morton, and he did, the one on Paul Morton was, I think Paul was by himself, and Paul pulled him over, <laughs> and he said, uh, all right, and, and he, of course, Paul didn't know it was Lawler, so right. he was uh, making him do some, you know, put your hands on your head, touch your knees, do this, do this, and then he said, oh, have you been drinking? He said, oh, no, I haven't been drinking at all. He said, well, are you sure? He said, oh, no way. And so he said, do you think I could be doing this if I was drinking? He started jumping up and down, you know, doing all kind of acts. I think that might know, be trying to show that he wasn't, that he wasn't drunk, and you know, then he turns around and sees Lawler. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, of course, Lawler didn't tell it better than me, but I can't remember all what he did, but it was like just uh, almost doing flips just to show he wasn't uh, drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah, we had we had some good ones on that one though. You know, it's one of those one movies when you think when you're doing that and you say, "Oh man, I wish I kept a diary." Because I wish I that's one thing I wish back in the, in my past when 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 I was doing this that yeah. I wrote down a diary, what everything 
happened that day. Oh, man. Jerry is a treasure. We definitely got to get him back on the show. He has so many great stories. I'm sure we haven't heard them all yet. So this next one is also one of my favorite pro wrestlers. And this one is actually an outtake that we didn't include in the original episode. If I'm not mistaken, it was some kind of timing issue. But anyway, long story short, this is actually a clip you've never heard before. And this one includes C.W. Anderson and a, well... I'll let Tommy tell it. Here it is. Hey, you had asked me uh, what, listen, again, ECW really didn't do ribs, but uh, I will tell you one that I was a part of. Yeah. So back in the day, um, this was, uh, I was hurting in my, with my back and everything. And uh, I had taken a spine buster by CW Anderson on a ladder. Yeah. And we had planned this because we had food in the back and I don't know what triggered my brain to think this. So I was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So he gives me the spine buster on the ladder and I'm like, Oh, Oh, you hurt me, man. You hurt me. And then I pin him. What I roll out of the ring and I'm like, I'm gone. I I don't know if like new Jack's music yet. I don't remember what the finish was, but we run to the back and I take this plate of brownie. CW had a very, very weak, weak stomach. And he'd be like, you know, if, if you're literally pick your nose, you'd start gagging. (laughs) <laughs> so I take a large thing of brownie and I put it in my butt <laughs> and then I take water and pour it like on. So it looks like I shit myself. Right. And mm. so I'm laying on the floor and I'm selling, I'm selling. And like all the boys set this up, like kind of have like a big circle. I'm on the floor selling, moaning. And he's, you know, he hurt. Tommy Dreamer, he hurt, you know, I'm kind of also running the place. So he's, all these things are going through poor CW's head. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It feels weird. It feels weird. And I turn around, I pull like down my pants, like only to like mid crack. And I'm like, is there something there? And it's all this caked brownie in (laughs) my ass. And he's just like, like, he doesn't want to sell it. And then the best sign guy Dudley comes in and grabs a piece of the brownie and puts it in his mouth. Oh. And when I tell you C-Dub starts puking and oh. then it was like a movie, then Jack Victory sees it. Jack starts puking because he's seeing C-W puking. Oh, and man. now everyone is gagging because C-Dub oh. is puking uh, all that the time. Hilarious. That is awesome. So, it's like stand by me, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that's what it was. It like triggered everybody to start vomiting. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, so kind of a story of vomiting. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I just envisioned that movie Stand By Me where they're eating the pie and everybody's throwing up. But yeah, Tommy, that was great. This next one is actually another Tommy clip. And this one is, uh, well... Again, Tommy tells it better than I do, but actually this one has got a follow-up too. So this is a two-parter. Let's go ahead and start with the first one here from Tommy Dreamer. So this is ECW. Um, I don't know the building, but this is, you know, when you walk into those locker rooms where when you walk in, you have to take a couple of steps and all of a sudden the lights go on because they're motion censored. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a new concept during the nineties. I walk in and like, I take a few steps. And then as soon as I walk in, Jamie is butt naked in the (laughs) middle of the room. 
And like, <laughs> I freeze and I'm like, what are you doing? Cause the lights go on and he goes, I'm just shaving my pubes and the lights went off. And I'm like, and he goes, I got scared and I'm just standing here waiting for something to happen. And I go, like what? He goes, I don't know. Like Tommy Dreamer walking in. <laughs> and I go, okay. And then I go, why are you doing it in the middle of the locker room? And he goes, ah, it's Wolfie's beard trimmer. I'm ribbing him. <laughs> so oh, my God. <laughs> he shaving his nuts and his taint with, <laughs> with Wolfie's beard trimmer. That he's, he goes, he's going to put it on his face later. Fuck him. He's an asshole. <laughs> so... His own partner just decided, I don't know for what reason, to rip him and put that stuff, put his pubes all over him. That's what I walked into. And I always tell everybody, this is what I call my 20s uh, on a Saturday. It's uh, totally different than most people's 20s. I guess Jamie hadn't heard of uh, Manscaped.com, a code Wolfie, 20% off, plus free shipping. Nice plug. (laughs) The funniest part, too, is that you completely stooged him off to me. Oh, absolutely. You came (laughs) to the bathroom, you walk up to me, and you go, hey, did you know your partner's in there shaving his nuts with your beard trimmer? (laughs) 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 And I said, What? And I, I I dashed in there and fucking yes, he was in the stall when I got in there with his leg propped up on the toilet, <laughs> trimming up under his balls, his taint that you said, trimming up under there. And I said, give me that motherfucker. And then I said, no, here, you keep it. <laughs> it uh, takes a mastermind to just think of that for one day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's horrible. But just to be fair, here's Jamie's side of the story. We've talked to Tommy Dreamer on the show, and he was telling a story about maybe like a motion light and a possible beard trimmer and something to do with Me shaving my balls with Wolfie's beard trimmer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I was was all up under the tank and everything, man. I was tank shaving, uh, and uh, Dreamer comes by. And he goes, fuck. Brother DB said, brother's got them things shaving his balls. And Wolfie goes, hey, that's my fucking razor, man. <laughs> oh, man. He t- and I said, oh, yeah, well, I-, I told you I needed to trim him up. He's like, not your balls. Motherfucker, put that on my face, man. I'm not using this thing no more. Yeah. So yeah. I ended up with a free beard trimmer. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. That's a true story. But, I mean, I was trimming up, you know, for the after party. Right, right. So had you done that before and Wolfie not notice? <laughs> Probably every I time, think. every <laughs> time I ever shaved. <laughs> well, I mean, it's no big deal. Listen, when I was done, I, I blew it off, banged it, got the got the hairs out of it. Shit. You know, I cleaned it yeah. up a little. Shit. <laughs> okay, so yes, if you need any kind of beard trimming, don't use your buddy's beard trimmer to trim down there, especially now that it's coming up on the summer. Make sure you go to Manscaped. Com, use code Wolfie for 20%. But definitely don't use your buddy's beard trimmer. I don't care if you blow it off or not, as Jamie said. <laughs> This next one is another one from Tommy Dreamer, and this one involves the infamous or famous Rockin' Rebel, where he thought he was going to win the title. Listen, again, ECW really didn't do ribs, but uh, I will tell you, so back in the day, um, there was a a wrestler named the Rockin' Rebel, 
and he would always get under Paul's skin. And um, so he basically, Paul tells him we're in Wildwood and we would do first match battle Royal. The winner gets to fight Shane Douglas in the main event. Okay. So we do the battle Royal. Paul tells him, Hey, um, it's not working out with Shane as the champion. And I'm going to make you the champion. You're going to win the title tonight. You're first going to win the battle Royal. Then you're going to, you know, work with Shane and you're going to, you know, be the face of ECW, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So he's one of those guys who would like totally be like, um, braggadocious about it, blah, blah, blah. He's no longer with us. He, uh, he went a little crazy. He went a lot. crazy. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't tell anybody cause Paul tells him and Paul makes him leave the room. So then we have our battle Royal meeting and Paul says, listen, everybody, I told him he's going out. Uh, he's winning the battle Royal and I, I, I totally set him up. And I want him out first. <laughs> so he <laughs> comes out last with the whole pomp and circumstance. And Paul's like, just get rid of him. So when I tell you, everyone like starts like attacking him, like throwing him out, but like jokingly yeah. and like, you got to go, bro. And he's like, no, what the hell are you guys doing? And all of a sudden he starts rifling real punches at everybody. <laughs> he, thinks, well, he thinks everybody's shooting on him. So yeah. then, and, ECW, we're a different breed. We now all start beating the piss out of this poor guy. Yeah. And he's holding on to like the top rope. And I remember people like biting his fingers and like kicking him. His <laughs> shoot gets eliminated. Every time he tries to slide in, people are like kicking the kicking him and he's freaking out. So he goes to the back and Paul's like, What are you doing? You're blowing all my th-. and he's like, They they eliminated Paul goes, Get back in there. And this idiot decides to come back in and they're all beating him up. And I'm like, dude, you got to go. It's a rib. You're getting ribbed. You're going to get your ass beat. So he basically, uh, he learned a very, very valuable lesson, uh, that evening. So it was pretty funny. And like, you know, a lot of this stuff, the fact that it happened in front of like a packed crowd is just because the fans just think they're seeing about a Royal, but when live rounds are being off or like they're literally ribbing a guy during um, <laughs> a match during a thing. And then like everyone's legit eliminating him because that's what we have to do. And here's another one from the episode 40 with Tommy Dreamer. This one's interesting. This one was a question that Wolfie had about a couple of sugar packets on his bag. Here's Wolfie. I want to know, because that just brought up something. I worked Taz uh, when we came up there in a singles match uh, one night. And all of, I don't know how many of you fuckers were involved in this. And if you were, just, just tell me. Uh, because on my bag, before I went to the ring, there was fucking six little packets of sugar. <laughs> really? I <laughs> have... <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. That he was going to stretch me, put me in the sugar. No, I know, but I don't. I don't know that that was. It was probably your freaking partner. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. What do y'all think? I don't know. Might have been Taz, but I think it was probably Jamie. Well, that's it for the first half of our very special episode, focusing on ribs. Stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. 
let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope ass sponsors and we'll be right back with more live and in color with wolfie d Support for Live and in Color with Wolfie D is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WOLFIE at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. All right, we are back with more from the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. And we got some more ribs for you. The next one is a great story that Wolfie's told a couple times. I love it every time he tells it. It's a funny story about the time that Wolfie D and Tommy Rich had to bamoose quickly. I'll let Wolfie tell it. He tells it better anyway. Man, Tommy is just a different breed. Right. Totally a different breed. So there's there's one day that uh, Tommy comes to my house in Nashville, and I can't remember what town we were going to. I can't remember. I think Doug maybe had to pick us up or something like that. But <laughs> this was in Nashville off of uh, Stewart's Ferry, and I lived in these apartments. Yeah. And if you walk through the woods... <laughs> You could come out on the main street there, and right across there, there was this little bar, and that's where we were going to get picked up at. Well, okay. if anybody knows Tommy, he's always got his beer with him. So, yeah. here goes me and Tommy. <laughs> it's time to get picked up, and I'm telling him, I said, the, the, the woman that I was with at the time was not cool. And uh, so I said, man, we got to go out the back. I said, we got to go through the woods and we got to go there and fucking get picked up. And he's like, oh, God damn, Wolfie, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, oh, no, I'm not fucking kidding. I said, we either get out of this house or I promise when she comes here, she's probably going to call the police or something. Oh, God damn. So Tommy's got a rolling cooler. Like, he's got wheels on it. Oh, and man. At our wrestling bags. So we go out the back of my apartment and we walk through the woods like a trail, like we're hiking. Me and yeah. Tommy are hiking through the woods with a beer cooler and wrestling bags. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And then uh, we come out, you know, it, 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 it escapes into uh, the, the main road there. And then you walk across the street, and there's that little bar, and we got picked up. But that—that's a funny story, me and Tommy. He that always told me about that. You motherfucker, you maybe walk through the goddamn woods and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. do the impersonation of him when he would try to wake you up at seven a.m. 
Hey, hey, pussy, wake up. Drink a beer, you fucking pussy. Wake up here. Here, here, drink it. <laughs> Can't you see Tommy doing that? I can see it. It's so funny. Anyway, well, this next one, we had Paul Diamond on the show, and Paul Diamond is the legendary bad company tag team, but also he was in the Orient Express with Pat Tanaka, managed by the legendary Mr. Fuji. And I had to find out some great Fuji stories for him, being that he was actually partnered up with Mr. Fuji at the time. Mr. Fuji is a legendary ribber, so check these out. Let's listen to what Paul has to say here. Any Fuji stories you have? I, I just... <laughs> Fuji uh, stories. Yeah. Oh, man. You know what? Yeah, you know, the, the, the weird thing is, and I, again, you know, people wouldn't know, uh, but we, Pat and I, were responsible. Fuji always rode with us. Uh, I, I don't know how that worked out. And then they had him where he didn't have to, you know, we all had to like, you had to rent a car and split the cost and stuff. But I, I don't know for whatever the reason, but that was a part of the deal was we had to you know, drive him around and, and he would never uh, have to pay for uh, the cars or anything. But no, you know what? Fuji, uh, he, he, yeah, he, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my, my I'll, I'll give you my favorite Fuji story. Okay, uh, and, and Fuji was this kind of guy though that you know he, he loved to rid people and he didn't like to be rid back. But <laughs> this this Fuji story and, and yeah, it, it is my all time favorite. So we were in San Antonio, Texas, uh, working the rockers. Uh, Pat was hurt, I guess, or I, for whatever reason, he wasn't there. And, and so Fuji was my partner. Right. And so we go, go, we go in the ring. I'm glad, man. I wore a mask that night. Uh, yeah. And you'll see why. So we go in and you know, the match starts and, and like Fuji start, he wants to start with Janetti and you know, all of a sudden, man, he's doing all his chops and stuff and kicking the snot out of Marty and stuff and Marty's selling. And you know how, you know, he does his bow to the crowd. Right. You know, he's actually yeah. a, when the, the baby face is selling and he, he's bowing and stuff. So he, he does the bow to one side. Marty's on the ground selling. Uh, he turns around and he goes to bow. Janetti reaches up and, and grabs the back of his tights and pulls them down where his ass is exposed and a piece of toilet and a piece of toilet paper falls out of his ass. Oh man. Uh, and, and, <laughs> I'm trying, and the people fucking died. I'm like, Oh my God. I was crying. I'm like, I said, I'm glad I was wearing a mask. <laughs> that, that was the end. Of, that was the end of seriousness for that match. Yeah. <laughs> so the one. toilet paper falls out. He pulls his, pants up he grabs the toilet paper ropes rakes Janetti across the eyes <laughs> oh man <laughs> uh, we got in a little trouble over that one. Oh my god that's hilarious Marty still has pink eye <laughs> oh my god. Uh, right I mean who who would have thought and obviously you know Janetti was in on it too but yeah who would have thought of doing something like that he never told Sean and I man that was oh my god dude <laughs> <laughs> they did unbelievable I've heard yeah. a story about Wait, a barbecue and a dog with it yeah. Well, that, uh, I, uh, so, okay, uh, now that you mentioned that, nothing like that, but I, I do <laughs> okay, have another one. That, we got something uh, 
and, and this yeah, not really very cool but uh, you know anyway so uh we were in, i think in in Syrac- syracuse uh new york after a tv and uh one of the japanese photographers jimmy suzuki yeah, so, something like that. suzuki right 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 okay so he's uji myself pat a couple other guys sitting at the table and you know drinking some beers and stuff and jimmy suzuki man goes to the bathroom oh yeah. my god dude and fuji pisses in his beer oh, while man. he's gone while he's gone and and then he comes back and drinks it oh and and, and then fuji tells him what he did after he drank it oh yeah man and, oh, and so god. he started he started bawling and you know oh my god dude yeah. throw up? no he didn't throw up but he started crying yeah <laughs> he was crying it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> it out too i think that is <laughs> yeah. i mean i've heard he's a brutal brutal river so he could yeah 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 i mean i you know yeah there there was you know there was uh i, I don't know if you got how much time we have i Keep got going, one more. brother yeah. I, 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 a night where where uh you know everybody was like i don't know soma so it's a tranquilizing type of a pill that you know yeah. when you eat yeah. you kind of pass out so uh, they right. were in a restaurant uh forget the town but with buddy rose and um you know buddy rose winds up passing out i'm at the hotel which is like two doors down whatever fuji calls me goes bring a razor (laughs) (laughs) bring a razor man and and uh they shaved the top of his head like the hair like a, a circle so it looked like you know he had a, like a beanie, and next day was TV. So they drew some stitches on the top of his head. <laughs> that was the reason why they had to uh, supposedly, you know, shave his head. Oh man! Oh, my oh that's God. rough. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a. Oh yeah. But yeah, so Fuji. But but you know what? And, and that you know, going in the other direction, you know. Uh, man, you especially didn't touch his uh, top hat, and I know Janetti squashed it one night. He was pissed. So you know, yeah, he'd love to rib other people, but he wasn't so good at taking Take the ribs it. himself. Yeah, well, <laughs> rest in peace, Mister Fuji. <laughs> yeah, yes, rest in peace, oh. Mister Fuji. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Anyway, Mr. Fuji, man, rest in peace. And thanks again, Paul, for coming on, man. That was a cool episode. Honestly, that episode is definitely one of my favorite episodes we've done. Hope y'all enjoyed that one. If you haven't, definitely go back and check this one out. So these next couple are clips from my other podcast, Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, that I do with my brother every other Thursday. Same deal. I'm sure you've heard about it, but if you haven't, go check out our podcast. It's Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. And again, it's on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, YouTube, whatever you like, just check us out at GMBMPW. Well, we had Greg Gagne on the show, the legendary Minneapolis-based wrestler for the AWA, and Greg had some amazing stories because, you know, he's got those guys up there in the AWA that are legendary ribbers. The first one is with Kurt Henning. Y'all check this one out. Hilarious. Or brutal. Now, okay, you know, he's legendary ribs. Did that start in the AWA? Did his ribbing start then, or was that a much later thing? Christ almighty. No, it started (laughs) there. We had a guy, Rick Renslow, the Alaskan, 
Yeah. I don't know if I can even tell this on the air, this story. <laughs> if it gets too bad, tell me. Oh, sure. So, sure. Any, anyhow, Rick is underneath on the card, and we're wrestling in Winnipeg. And he goes on the second match, and he's got to hurry up and, and get drive back home to Minneapolis because he had another job. So Kurt and him were always ribbing each other or teasing each other. And that what happened was Renslow, Rick, grabbed his bag after, threw his wrestling gear in there, grabbed the bag, ran out, got in the car, and drove back to Minneapolis. And his wife took the wrestling bag downstairs to take the take the uh, the uh, all his gear out and wash it, and all of a sudden she goes, "Oh my God!" And Rick hears her screaming down there. <laughs> he goes down there, and God, Kurt had put a big turd <laughs> in the wrestling bag. Oh my God! Oh Rick, my God! Oh, apparently wow. what it, what they did is it came from Kurt, <laughs> but it was put on the, on the windowsill outside in Winnipeg. It was in the, it was in January and it froze. Oh, no. oh. he was able to put it in the bag. But by the time he got it home, it had, you know, yeah. thawed out. So, you can imagine. <laughs> oh, no. so now, so now Rick is livid. Yeah. So we're doing interviews one day and we had, we had an event here in Minneapolis. I used to these, this car dealership I used to do commercials for, they wanted to do, uh, a, a big one, one of those big, uh, tractor trucks, you know? Yeah. Uh, and this was a, uh, Chevy and they had the big wheels on it. Uh, some kind of a Chevy, uh, I forget what they called it. There was a SUV of some kind up on the big wheels and they painted it. It was called the Russell, the Russell rock or something like that. Okay. And somebody in the battle Royal was going to win it and Kurt won it. So Kurt comes in, he does do, we're doing our interviews one day. It's an all day deal. And he's got the Russell truck out there parked and he's driving home and he's late for dinner. And he's, he's on highway, this highway 55. He's going about 65, 70 miles an hour. And all of a sudden the front wheels come flying off of it. Oh, completely off of it. And he goes sliding down into a ditch, like he didn't roll it over. But Rick, Rick had cut the uh, cut the brackets that he kept the tires on. Oh my God. <laughs> so after that one, they they both got called in the office and no more. Yeah, somebody gets killed. Yeah, he said it just the wheels came flying off the thing. Yeah, because, I mean, not only was that a rib on Rick, that was a rib on his wife. And, you oh, know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. I, I, yeah. That's, that's, so I that can't imagine that. Backfired on Kurt. <laughs> yeah. Somebody yeah, got his back. Yeah, he sure did. And, and I, from what I've heard, that's not common. <laughs> no. Oh, man, that is a brutal rib. Can you imagine how mad your wife would be at you finding a turd in your bag? Oh, anyway, stiff rib. Well, this next one is again with the Greg Gagne episode 18 from Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. Again, you may not have heard this one before. It involves Pat Patterson, Ray Stevens, and Jim Brunzel. Here's Greg. I'll tell you one more quick one. Jim Please. and I had won these tag, tag team titles. And we're carrying the belts, and we got 
we got these 14 days we've been on the road and we got to, again, we're going from, uh, our last matches in Toronto. We had to come back, we wrestled in Chicago, flew back to Minneapolis for TV the next morning, had to fly back through Chicago to mm. Toronto. Mm. And we did our, we did the wrestling show in Minneapolis and we're walking through the airport and O'Hare airport. We got to go over about three different gates from where we're at. And Jim is going, Jesus Christ, this bag is so damn heavy. And I said, what are you bitching about? We just won the tag team titles. Christ, I'm carrying mine too. Yeah. You're bigger than me. You're lifting all the, come on. <laughs> oh God, this is just a pain in the ass. So now we get to Toronto and we all get off the plane and we're off early. And then Bachwinkle, Stevens, Heenan, and Patterson and the rest of them on the card are behind us. And we get up to the customs and they look at Jim and they said, we're going to have to open your bag. Now, Jim was known as Dr. Brunzel by a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> so we weren't sure what he had in his bag and he's panicking. He's in a panic and they open his suitcase and sand comes out of it. Patterson and Stevens had taken, you know, those ashtrays that have the white sand in it. Yes. Yes. The old ones. We uh -huh. had them at the TV station. They unloaded it into his suitcase. So there was cigarette butts, there was oh. sand oh my God. In, in his boots, in his trunks, in the bag. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and you can see the, the eyes of the, the guys at custom, they look up at him and he's just scared shitless. He's red. He thinks, oh my God, what else did I find in there? Where did that yeah. come from? I don't know anything about that. He's telling them. Yeah, yeah. And they look up and they see all the guys in the back laughing. So they figured that uh, somebody got him pretty good. So they let us go. <laughs> <laughs> he was oh, probably hauling around about 35, 40 pounds of sand in that bag that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Greg, I kind of the things that they did. <laughs> Heavy bag indeed. Oh man, can you imagine what TSA would do at the airport now? If they found all that in your bag. Wow. Here we go. So the next one up is possibly my absolute favorite story I've ever heard. And here's why. I can solely imagine every bit of it in my mind. For some reason, it is one of the most hilarious thoughts that I can come up with in my mind. I think y'all will enjoy it the same. Here's a story about Randy and Jamie Dundee and definitely a rib. Tell us about your favorite rib. Or, or if somebody says, hey, Randy, you know, you got to know about some ribs. I want to hear a good Randy Hales rib story. I don't know if it was because it was a different era uh, at all, but uh -huh. I don't know if it was because the fact that then most of the time I was in the office, uh, I, I just don't recall many. I think there's one that I remember uh, me personally that Jamie thought was funny and it I'm damn near fighting for it, and overreacted a big time. Overreacted, overreacted. Yeah, the, <laughs> the deal was I was in a meeting with the manager, the general manager of the Louisville Gardens. It was a snow day. It was bad weather outside, but I'm talking business. I think I was trying to renegotiate the rent or something that I felt was very important and that dead gum goopy Jamie took uh, went outside 
and 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 rode up a hard ass snowball and and damn near hit the the general manager of the garden, but hit me right in the head. And my reaction to that, my reaction to that, we'll let we'll let Whoopi explain that because I was oh. a little out of control, right, Whoopi? Randy, I, you've got to finish this because I don't remember. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> you don't remember? No, Maybe I swear. You weren't there. Maybe you were downstairs. So <laughs> I just thought because I was getting a little blowed up. So I'm getting a little out of breath. I'm getting fired up. So I was going to let you pay it off. So yeah. this tough goofy son of guns too and hit me in the head. And then the whole freaking crew watching it, of course, because it wasn't funny. But I didn't think it was funny at the time. They laughed and right in front of the guy's name, the general manager's name at the time was Al and T. And he just saw that. And I'm thinking, this guy's thinking right now the person running the wrestling company that he has in there on Tuesday night being made a laughing stock by his wrestlers. So <laughs> I did every F bomb in in the old world. I'm in a fucking meeting right now. This is fucking important. That's the problem with you, Jamie Dundee. You don't give a fuck about anything about being fucking funny. This is about making money, blah blah blah. And I should fire you at the match right now. I went freaking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Just crazy, crazy, crazy. Jamie apologized and all that, but I don't think Jamie and I had a relationship after that. Uh, wow. I, I really don't. But I can't believe, Whoopi. No, man. Hell, man. I remember that. Even after you tell it, I can't remember. Really? And I, I'm classic. Yeah, I'm, uh, I can see it. I can see every bit of it. I can see the look on your face. I can see the look on his. I can see it all. The snowball exploding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, can just I guess imagine. that. So yeah. would you consider that a rib? Oh, yeah. Of course. I, I, I think that's a great rib. Yeah. <laughs> the only time that I can think of a rib ever. And I guess the, the deal, the race story that I told, told with Waller, I'm yeah. disappointed. That was a rib on me as well. So the yeah. two things I can think of, uh, only ribs I can think of. <laughs> Every time I think about it, I just die laughing. So to be fair, as we always try to be, here's Jamie's side of the story. <laughs> Randy told a story uh, last time he was on here that you made a. We were at Louisville, and I don't know, it had snowed. And I guess they were. He was talking with the building uh, executive <laughs> people or something like that outside, and you wadded up a big hard ass snowball in his head <laughs> while he was talking to the guy. <laughs> um, uh, I believe that would be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't believe I would ever do nothing like that. No, I totally, I could see, when he was telling me the story, I could see your face, I could see his face. He said he went oh, off and he, he's a bit, 
he's about to fire you and had to had to cuss you. Oh, he's like, he can fire me. I'm was all me and you's all he had. He can't fire us. Fuck. Who's gonna get the coke for him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, hell, hell, this is 2022. Everybody knows what it used to be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I probably did do that. Uh, but I mean, I believe if you, if you think rightly, though, that was because he made us drive all the way to Louisville just to pick it aside. Yeah, <laughs> I mean for real. He drove there and fucking stand in front with signs. I'm like, you're a moron. Yeah, so I hit him with a fucking snowball. <laughs> I can just see it busting. I can see yeah. it busting on his head. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, you can see him selling with his fingers and his hands on his mouth. And, no, oh, but listen, he, he can't fire me. Uh, Jimmy Cornette told that story that he told Jimmy Cornette to fire me. That the fucking guy just closed his company down, going to come into ours and fire me. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even you work for us, you fucking jack off, and your company just shut down. You ain't fucking firing nothing. <laughs> but I, you know, I've seen Jimmy have to come that. to my house and build my Christmas presents, so he's, he's below me. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh so hard every time I hear that story. I don't know what it is about it, but just seeing the fact that Randy, in my mind, getting blasted in the head with probably a very hard, icy snowball just cracks me up every time. Thank you, Randy. You're the best. Definitely can't wait to have you back on the show. Thank you, Jamie, <laughs> as well. Can't wait to have you back. So coming up at the end of this episode of Ribs, and thank you all for sticking around. It's been hilarious so far. This next one is just a story, essentially, with our guest Tony Falk and Wolfie D talking about some of the Frank Morrell ribs that, well, I'll let Wolfie tell it. You know, Frank, O.H.W. Morrell is around here or something. You know how many times he he ribbed me, man. Uh, I mean, you were even talking about that uh, the other day when we called to set this up. <laughs> he called me Whoopi, and then Whoopi. do you remember Tony? That I swear this was him and Jeff when I first started. They would uh, make up different names on the card because usually me and Jamie would do a, a a tag, like I said, and then some singles. But it would be Wooly B or. <laughs> Whoopie D, or it would they just each week it was some similar sounding name to Wolfie D, but it was never <laughs> really? Wolfie D. And I swear it was um, that, man. I swear it was. That was that was probably a rib. Yeah, you know how those old timer, those old. But I, I mean, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. I love that. That that yeah. broke me in. Like these guys today, they're not getting broke in the right way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They don't know the bit what it what the business used to be. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, working territories and traveling and and you know and 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 just it's it's a whole different whole different thing. <laughs> oh man, young Wolfie D and Frank Morrell seem to definitely clash as usual. So we've come to the very end of this fun episode. Like I said, it was a look back at some of our older episodes and definitely some outtakes that you've never heard before. But this one right here is actually a retelling of a rib. We meant to have James Storm on the show a couple of times, but due to scheduling conflicts, they never worked out. We're definitely going to have him on in the future, but this one right here is actually Wolfie retelling a rib that James told him. And to really be funny, this was actually from one year ago. He was told this rib at the Squared Circle Expo of 2022. So here's one that you've never heard before. We're going out on a bang. The very hilarious story about a James Storm rib. Thank y'all. James Storm told me 
absolutely the funniest rib I've ever heard in my fucking life, man. Oh my God. It's the funniest shit you've ever heard. And I, I'll tell it to you, but it ain't near as funny as coming from James. When he told <laughs> I mean, it's him and Billy Gunn and uh, Rhino, right? Mm -hmm. This is when Billy was still drinking. Rhino was recently sober. So they went out there in James's uh, Tahoe mm -hmm. and uh, Billy and uh, James are you know fucked up man and so Rhino's driving and they're trying to make a town or something for the next day you know what I'm saying yeah yeah and and I might leave out so I'm telling you me here James tell it's so goddamn funny he's become <laughs> a funny motherfucker man I was tripping on him <laughs> so anyway uh you know they're driving or whatever and James tells him to stop that he's got to run to his buddy's house or some bullshit like that. And he's telling him where to turn. Well, in all this, James's brother is a detective in Nashville. Okay. Okay. Now Billy's not smart and Rhino's not smart to this. So he, he, he gets his brother to pull him over. Right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. Rhino does a rolling stop through a stop sign. And James did his to himself. He's like, yes, this is perfect. And his brother, because that's where he told him to turn. His brother was sitting. So his brother pulls out and they're like, Oh shit, cops. Well, the cop never turns on the lights or anything. His brother never turns on the lights and Rhino pulls over and then the, he pulls in behind him and Billy and, and him are like, what the fuck? You do? Even though, you know, only James is in on this. It just worked out where Billy and James were like, what are you doing? He didn't even put on the fucking blue lights. So <laughs> fucking, fucking Rhino pulls off, right? His brother starts getting out of the car to come up to the car and Rhino pulls away. Oh my <laughs> God. So he gets back in the car, then hits the blue lights and they pull over again. He said, Billy was getting hot. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> so his brother gets out the car. He's walking up to the door and at the same time james is throwing like cheetos or something at the back of fucking <laughs> back of fucking uh, rhino's head as his brother's walking up he said rhino rolled down all four windows it's the middle of the day turned the lights on in the cabin put both hands 10 and 2 on the wheel <laughs> and he's throwing shit at him and he's going fucking quit it storm quit it storm so he comes up and he's like hey uh can i see your license registration he said well here's my license he said i don't have registration and then he said, why not? He said, well, because it's his car and points in the backseat to James. <laughs> so he said, well, what is his name? And he said, Rhino went, um, we're wrestlers and all I know is James Storm. <laughs> so he says, I don't fucking watch that fake ass shit. I don't know who that is. So at this point, he says that fucking Billy is steaming and so is Rhino. You know, he doesn't said the F word or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. then he asked Rhino had he been drinking and he said, no, I haven't had a drink too much, but these two guys, they've been drinking all day. <laughs> he fucking completely throws him under the bus, right? <laughs> so he asked Rhino to get out of the car and takes mm -hmm. him to the back back there, right? Yeah. And uh, he had just said, you know, they've been drinking all day. And as he's getting out of the car, James goes, hey, officer, be careful. He's on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy looks at him and goes, what the fuck are you doing? By this time, you know, his brother and Rhino are back in the car. And Billy going, what the fuck are you doing, man? He goes, it's okay. It's my brother. He said, why didn't you tell me? He said, because you'd have fucked it up. <laughs> so now Billy's smart, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, 
So James had a box of bullets in his like console and he yeah. fucking grabs the box of bullets and he hangs his arm out the window and goes, officer, be careful. He's got a gun. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Rhino turns and comes towards James, you know, to the window where he's holding the, the bullets out and he's pissed, right? He's going, what the fuck are you doing, man? And as he walks away and turns, James' brother pulls out his fucking taser and oh points God. it at Rhino. So Rhino turns around. He says, put your hands in the air. And Rhino puts his arms up and you have to kind of see this. Like, let's just say the, uh, the Randy Savage LJN pose, how high his arms are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. got him like that, and and James' brother goes higher. He goes, "This is high, so don't go, officer." <laughs> <laughs> and then James gets out of the car, comes up, and like shoves his brother out of the way. The cop and fucking looks at Rhino and goes. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Rhino says, fuck you, man. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and then he smartened him up and he said, Rhino would not speak to him the rest of the fucking trip. Man. I bet. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is the best rib I've ever heard in my life, man. <laughs> is that not funny? Can't you see everybody involved? Oh, man. You know, we'll have James on and we'll make sure that he tells it in full, but... Honestly, Wolfie had the story pretty much down there. So that is it for today, y'all. Thank you so much for listening and sticking around with old Jimmy across the street. Definitely appreciate you. Definitely appreciate the fact that y'all support us so much. Again, if you can, go to at Live Wolfie D on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and subscribe, follow, do whatever, share, like, comment, all that. We love interacting with y'all. I say this for Wolfie D. We really appreciate all the support y'all have given us through these 90 episodes, and hopefully there's 190 more. But going into the future now, we've got some cool plans coming up. I don't want to spill the beans on any, but you'll see some return guests and some brand new guests. We definitely got a lot planned out and definitely can't wait for y'all to see what we've got planned. With that being said, if you don't mind, please go to our YouTube channel and definitely subscribe to us on there. We're trying to hit a thousand. That definitely puts us in a different place as far as promoting it and as far as getting the word out about our podcast. We are literally balling on a budget over here. We have no financial backing other than a few advertisers with us. We have no sponsors. We have no monetary support in this. And we really appreciate if you guys could simply go to YouTube, hit subscribe, Live Wolfie D. It would absolutely mean so much to us and would help with the continuation of this podcast. Thanks again, always, for listening. I'm Jimmy across the street. For our buddy Wolfie D and all the guests we had telling their amazing stories on this show, we'll see y'all next time. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this team does it all, and all they ask is, 
Give me back my pro wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! If you're a fan of rock and music, I'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to check out my podcast. It's called the Decibel Geek Podcast. We've been doing it for about 10 years now. We talk about Kiss. We talk about Ozzy. We talk about Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and Metallica. We talk about all the legends from the 60s and on up to brand new bands that you should be hearing about today that you're not going to hear on the radio. Decibel Geek, wherever you find your podcasts, you'll find us there. If you love rock and roll, I can almost guarantee you're going to love my show. Hey everyone, this is Shane from Insane Shane's World. I release wrestling figures of enhancement talent, mid-card wrestlers, and wrestlers that you never thought would have a figure available. So if you're interested in adding a really cool and rare figure to your collection, then don't hesitate to contact me at shamtheman73 at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-M, the man, 73 at gmail.com. You can also join my Facebook group. Just search Insane Shane's World. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, They can find me on Facebook. Uh, My personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you don't. He got a cat And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still live
Living in color, one rush your mother Utilize a hubcap, I'm like any other Back in the day, I was N.O.D. And I was P to the G, plus the one and the three In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D Been cloned and copied so many times Tired of suckers taking credit for what is mine You know who you are, without me name dropping Wrestling's first white boy coming out hip-hop Been doing it like this since 92 Played alone for a while and you thought I was through Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected Bad skills, no faking, there is no one great Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for later Not here to play games, so you better be real You don't like me, so what? I really don't care I keep ticking and I can't be stopped You set a step to the side unless you want to get dropped When I finish, I'll straight knock you out Please allow me to tell you what it's all about Gonna wind it up, then I'm driving it home It's Ruby D, baby huh. I got a cap for your dome I got a cap for your dome You got a cap for your dome You got a cap for your dome This has been a James Rock Street production.